I am Alana from Chicken House Press, and this is Writer's Chat. It has been my great privilege to come alongside Marina L. Reed and Don Hawkins as they have put together their debut novel in the Cole Buckman series, which is a brand new crime fiction novel that is sure to get your blood pumping. It is the perfect book for people who love CSI, for people who are lovers of Jack Reacher, Jason Bourne, and Red. This book was written for you. Marina has lived and worked around the world as a journalist, educator, and artist. She is the author of 10 books, freelance articles, online workshops, and television current affairs programs. Dawn served for over 30 years with a large Canadian police service, coming in direct contact with many homicide investigations. As a detective staff sergeant, he specialized in international security operations. He is currently based in Toronto, where he owns and operates a security consulting firm. And together, these two have built the perfect crime thriller for you. And it was a great honor to sit down with Marina and dig a little deeper on her process, what it was like to work with a partner on a book like this. And I'm sure you will find some great insight in our conversation. Really, the ultimate hope is that it inspires you to pick up this book. There will be more Cole Buckman coming. So let this first book on the edge whet your appetite, and then you'll be ready for more. Before we dive into the interview, I'm just going to read you the back cover blurb from this book so you have a little better sense of what we are talking about. Again, this is a book for anyone who loves high thriller, adventure, mystery, crime. This has got it all. Marina says several times through this interview, guts and glory, and she is right. This book is all guts and glory. So here is the back cover blurb. Meet Cole Buckman, MI6 agent. When Cole's father, an internationally known federal prosecutor, is almost killed by a mercenary cell, Cole sets out to discover who is behind the attack. He has no idea the hornet's nest he is stepping into and how far-reaching the operation goes. He gathers together his team. Doc, an undercover cop. Charlie Tuna, forensic specialist. Tutal, weapons expert. Falcon, computer genius and intelligence officer Mac Gallo. Together they begin to unravel the mercenary cell hired by government officials around the world, all part of a global initiative called Strike Force. By setting out to save Cole's dad, they end up saving the world instead. Buckle up, you're in for quite a ride. Please enjoy my conversation with Marina L. Reed. face because um, he doesn't want to do any interviews at all because he's still working in the field. We've had a couple of conversations about the second book. It's gelling in my head differently and I'm kind of happy the way that it's gelling. I wouldn't have thought of these things and I would have missed them and I think it's better the way it's progressing in my head. Yes. Yeah, that's exciting. I know. Yeah. Like why force something, right? Like let it, let it grow on its own and let those seeds germinate and yeah. 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 But yeah. I'm getting to the point now where I'm like, okay, I've got to start. 
you're feeling that urgency or that well I'm feeling like you know I I've got to start I've got to get it now on paper and then I can go back and fiddle around with it there was a lot of stuff stacking one on top of the other for me yeah and so I feel like next week everything's going to be like cleared and then I can kind of just you know play tennis these two mornings a week and then write the others and get yeah. you know more back into sort of my writing um that rhythm yeah that's right right but yeah. also like I don't talk to a lot of people when I write you know right so yeah kind of know that so so I'll, I'll get yeah we'll get back to that soon <laughs> do you do you try and write every day or are you are there certain days a week that you're going to give to writing or is it no, just when, when I when I start a book, I I work on it every day. You're you're dug right in. I'm dug right in. Sometimes it's 14 to 16 hours, and I only get up because I really have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I live in the book. Yeah. It's very difficult. I can go and play tennis because and that's good for me mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the most part I I'm I'm in the book and even when like I can take two hours and play tennis but even if I'm on my bike I'm like oh yeah that didn't work oh I don't like that I gotta rewrite that oh and I'm yeah it's almost in my head yeah like when you go to bed at night are, are you thinking through plot oh my god I would get up and come to my office and make notes and I'd have to find my glasses and it was a big thing. And so I thought I should just have a pad and paper beside my bed, but then I couldn't find the pen. And Mitchell said, oh, for heaven's sakes, just use the record button on your phone. And I thought, why didn't I think of that like years ago? Right. So now I just wake up and I kind of find the phone and I find the button and I record it. And in in the morning, I'm like, oh yeah, that was a great idea. But if I didn't do that, it'd be gone. It'd be gone. Have there been any that have been super weird and like really kooky that in the middle of the night, in the morning, and you're like, Always. I don't know what this is. <laughs> Always. It's two, two and three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why it has to be that hour, but it's always been two or three o'clock in the morning where I wake up and I'm like, oh crap. I get, <laughs> sometimes I'll actually get up and work. Yeah. Wow. I couldn't do that when I was working full time all the time, mm-hmm. but now I can. So sometimes I get up and I work till 11, then I go for a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It's, it's such an interesting schedule and it's, it's, it's intense. There's no schedule. That's the right. thing. Right. It's yeah. just the, the story leads you. Yeah, absolutely. And the characters kind of become like they're talking to me all the time. Yeah. And no, we don't want to do that. And I don't like this. And it's, yeah, I mean, sometimes I, I remember reading something, I can't remember where, where an author was talking about that. And I thought, oh, thank God. <laughs> I'm not crazy. <laughs> I'm not crazy. Right. Yeah. Because it really becomes like that that I, I am dialoguing with the characters and I know I can only go so far mm-hmm. and I can only plan so far. And, and then honestly, the structure of the story is there, but kind of a direction that it'll go. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how it's going to end. I don't know how yeah. this character is going to respond in that situation. It's yeah, yeah it's, it's a, it's a very, very interesting process. It's yeah. kind of exciting, but 
it's kind of like painting with watercolors. You don't really have any idea what they're going to do. <laughs> they have a, a mind of their own, right? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Let them no. take the lead. Yeah. And if you try to push it and put them into a place because you're very programmed in how it's supposed to be, it's just not as good. It doesn't read as believable. It doesn't read as believable. Yeah. Exactly. It doesn't yeah. read as believable. Those characters have to come to life. Mm -hmm. And I remember reading something Stephen King wrote in his memoir for writing. I have it actually, it's on my desk because I refer to it actually quite often. Yeah. And he talks about it in there. He said, if you think you can write the end of a character or how you can conceive of that and they're not talking back to you, mm -hmm. then you don't really know who that character is. Right. You're doing them a disservice. Yeah. And I kind of thought, really? Right. And then it happened to me yeah. and I was kind of shocked. I was like, wow. Okay. Because it does sound kooky, right? If you're outside, yeah. if you if you haven't experienced actually writing a novel or a short story even. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Like it can happen in any of those, those venues, but if you haven't experienced that hearing an author say, well, my characters are alive and I'm, they're my family and they're with me every day and I'm talking to them. That sounds crazy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. And, and it's one thing when you write by yourself, yeah, because then, you know, you're kind of in that headspace and in that world and you know, it doesn't, it's okay. Right. Yeah. Well, you're just with yourself. Right. We collaborate with somebody as closely as we had to collaborate to write this kind of book. Yes. Like this book requires, it, it's very integrated how we work together. I have to say to Dawn a few times, um, I'm going to put this together, but just know that we don't have to decide what comes next it will be given to us. And when I first said that, he looked at me and said, what are you talking about? Because yeah. Dawn is very pra pragmatic, and practical, there, yeah. right? Like we are so opposite as people. So he wasn't really, he, I don't think he understood at all what I was talking about, yeah. but then it happened to him. As we were talking together, he said, yeah, I don't, I don't think that fits. The character's not going to like that. And I just smiled. I looked at him and he went, oh, I get it now. Then he kind of got into that groove and he'd be like, okay, well, you let me know. We'll sit down. So I'd write a portion and then we'd sit down and he'd read it and we'd work together and we'd reconstruct it. It was, um, it's a very, very interesting process working with him. I really like it. It's great. And so he provided a lot of the, the real details, right? Like, oh, absolutely. Like all the characters, all the, the who they are, their names, the, um, the, the act, the story itself, like the kind of the central story mm -hmm. was all his, but it didn't work as a, as a novel. Mm -hmm. So then I would, we, then we would sit and brainstorm and I would say, yeah, that, that actually isn't going to work. We're going to have to do something like this or something like this. Yeah. And I'd say to him, can you think of an event that would fit this? And he'd mm -hmm. say, well, what do you need? And I'd say, it has to be like this. Cause we're at the point where it, it, it has to, we have to have something happen here. Right. right? Yeah. So, and then of course there were three other consultants that I would send something to and say, Okay, make sure that I'm talking about this gun properly. 
right. know, are we holding it properly? Is he holding it? Because I have to go to a, a shooting range at some point. Yeah. This, this weapons expert wants to take me there because he and he would keep saying, you gotta watch more CSI, Marina. You gotta watch more CSI. <laughs> yeah. And this wasn't it wasn't my thing at all, right? Yeah. So it was stepping into this world of uh, you know, guts and glory kind of thing, right? What inspired that first step? Like why, why did you go there? That's a really interesting question. It would definitely not have been something I would have done on my own. Yeah. But I know a couple of people that Don knew, which is how I got connected to him. Mm-hmm. And he's just, he was just so passionate about what he does and what, you know, how these stories, he just felt that they needed to be told. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, send it to me. Let me have a look. And I just knew that there was no way he'd be able to put it together in a form that could be um, really so the story would come to life, right? He's not and a he knew, And he knew that too. He was, yeah. he's not a writer. Yeah. So, um, so he, he said to me, because he knew that I had these other books and they had read them. Yeah. And so he asked me if I would, if I would do it with him. I don't know. There was just, I just really, I really have come to really love him too, right? Mm-hmm. He's just mm-hmm. such an authentic, real person. And he's, he's so committed to what he does. And yeah. I've, I've learned, I mean, it's almost like stepping through a doorway into a world that we live in, but mm-hmm. we're completely unaware. It's all going, going on behind us. I was kind of a little gobsmacked by it all to start with, actually. Yeah. Did it like how, how bad it is. Yeah how yeah. bad it is, yeah. how difficult it is, how these people are putting their lives on the line mm-hmm. all the time. And we're going along, not really appreciating it or understanding what's going on. So, so that was pretty big for me. And then as we started to work, I wasn't sure if the collaboration was going to be able to really be fruitful, Yeah, but he was fantastic. Good. So yeah, it's, um, it's been a, it's definitely, it's changed me actually, because um, I read 30 to 35 crime fiction books before I started writing mm-hmm. to see what the patterns were, what the style was, how different it was from how I normally would write, but it's quite different. And so I created this completely different writing style to suit the genre. It just all works yeah so the next one is going to be the same kind of guts and glory Mm -hmm. (laughs) everybody's all ready to go yeah um and they're great because i'll send a quick email and say oh i don't know you know like questions like i can't ever imagine i'm a very peaceful person right so very (laughs) anti-military so that's the other thing that's kind of interesting about this so this question that i had to ask i remember asking it thinking Oh my gosh. And the question was, what does that bullet actually do when it enters the body? And then the next question was, that's not enough damage. Give me another <laughs> bullet. Yeah. Change the weapon. Yeah. Once I started asking questions like that, I realized that I had, I yeah. stepped through the looking glass. <laughs> yeah. And the next one will be very it's going to be the same characters they're just we're going to get to know them more 
there's yeah. going to be more flesh on the bones kind of thing. Yeah, I love that. This on the edge is going to prime people, right? It's going to. That's get what the, I'm. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, toss you right into the action, get you all caught up in the excitement. Yeah, and then yeah. we're going to get to know them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And they're still going to be involved. And the next one is uh, is going to be, yeah, very very different story, but mm -hmm. still. Um, I think more pull on your pull on your heart and your gut more. Yeah, yeah, that's but, exciting. Um, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. And we are. It is Scott. The third one is is ready to go, but I'm like, don't talk to me about that right now. Just yeah. let's do time. Time. <laughs> time. That's too much. <laughs> yeah, but that that's so great because mm -hmm. really, as, with a partner like Don, I'm sure you have almost endless potential for story, right? Like he his experience his years in service are going to feed you probably as long as you're willing to be. Absolutely. We could write quite a few of these. Um, it's the, the, the thing becomes focusing so mm -hmm. that it, it's not so, um, so splintered everywhere. No, this is, this is what we're talking about. This is our story here. We've got to stay on this. Yeah. No, we can't go over here. No, we can't go over here. We've got it right. That's the challenge for him. Mm -hmm. But he's great when I when I'll say to him, I need this kind of scene. I need something here. Mm -hmm. And he'll send me two or three options. And then he'll kind of put notes together and I'll read through those notes. And then I rework it in. And then he reads it again. He's actually really, uh, he's a very perceptive reader. Like he'll find things in there that I hadn't seen. Like his enthusiasm is is fantastically contagious, right? So okay. it's the perfect partnership, it sounds like. I mean, I've always been a collaborator, but when you're an artist, it's an insular kind of experience. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. I still have to sit here for hours and hours and hours yes. and put it together, right? But when I did the Remember series, that was six books with another person that again, very different from myself. And we became a really phenomenal team as well. And so, you know, it's really about appreciating and being able to really listen to who that other person is and what they bring that you don't bring. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't become a competition. Yeah. And I think that's the mistake that people make when they work with others, mm -hmm. that it becomes a competition and, you know, and sure we've had like, head banging moments where I'm like, no, 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 I'm not giving on this one. Right. And he'll be like that too. Or, you know, Marion would be like that too, but it's a healthy kind of interaction, right. but it, it can get pretty intense sometimes. Right. Yeah. Uh, but that's good. It can't all be, you know, fluffy. That's not real. That's not real. And your story wouldn't be real as a result of it. Right. Like you, exactly. you, wouldn't, you wouldn't really get to the guts of what you need to be doing if you weren't willing to give and take and stand yeah. up for what you believe in. And right. Yeah. Listen. But be able to say, yeah, actually, I hadn't thought of that. Okay. Yeah. Let me think about that. Let me think about how I can work that into how I think to change my vision that becomes, you know, that's exciting. It's, continually moving you out of your comfort zone mm -hmm. and a lot of people aren't prepared to do that because it, it's not comfortable and you're re like I'm reinventing myself yeah it's a real growth opportunity yeah it's definitely a, a journey and a, and a really really interesting one
uh, somebody asked me the other day, is it easier writing this style? Because really, I, I was a realistic fiction writer. Mm -hmm. And um, so there is there is definitely that in this. But this, of course, is a completely uh, this is a very specific genre. Yes. Right. Details have to be incredibly accurate here. Yeah. Everything is researched. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes we have three people researching yeah. the same point. Right. To make sure to see if we all come up with the same answer. And mm -hmm. so it's it's very it's very meticulous work. And that's really different. Right. That's sure. really different. Your responsibility so, is different with this genre. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Very much so. It's not as philosophical. It's not mm -hmm. as, you know, exploratory. And let's see what happens with these characters. It's a different kind of challenge for sure. Then to make that come across as if it's not just a report or an information dump or exactly to to be able to present it in a way that reading it feels like a movie like watching right. a movie. so right. to be able to do that is powerful like that that's an incredible yeah. gift and people don't recognize how much work that takes yeah. and intention and they just read a great a great story they don't think right. about all that stuff unless things are wrong then it pulls right. them right out. So right. yeah, that's a hard recipe to get right. It is. And that's really mm -hmm. nice the way you said that though, because it's true that you have to be able to create that feeling that you're in a movie. And so that's where the, the way that I write becomes very powerful yeah. because it still becomes part of the book. It's still me writing it. Mm -hmm. It's just me with this other layer that I didn't know about before. Yeah. It's really interesting. So when they said to me, do you like, do you like writing this style better? Do you like writing the other style better? I guess the answer is, I feel like I'm blending as much as I can. It's definitely not like reading uh, Is Lonely in Paradise or Primrose Street, for sure. And I don't even know if when you read one and you read the other, I guess part of me kind of hopes you wouldn't notice that it's the same author. And I feel that the Cole Buckman books mm -hmm. are that different. Yeah. They're going to stand alone. And and that's cool. I like that. I like being kind of a, you know, not somebody that's just stuck in one that I've yeah. been able to explore both. I mean, I do that in my, in my visual art as well. Yeah. I don't just paint one thing all the time. I explore different mediums. I explore being able to create different things. And I guess I, I try to do that in my writing as well. So yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's cool. Yeah. Have you always been curious? Like always, oh. always trying other things. And oh my gosh. I don't have on. enough time in the day <laughs> or in my life to do everything that I want to be doing. I mean, I started in the sciences. Really? I started in pre-vet. That's what I was going to oh. do. And then I, and then I went off and became an opera singer. And then I went and back to school and became a journalist. And, you know, I mean, oh, oh my I know. Wow, that's amazing. So who knows where you're going to go? <laughs> so so I, I love it all. And I love uh, the arts. I mean, I guess the one thing that's always been there for me has been the arts. And somebody did say to me once, you know, because I'm all I was always writing. 
Mm -hmm. always had stories always writing and to get out of doing chores I take a little basket of books and climb up into this tree in our back nobody could find me and I would sit up there and they'd be hollering for me and I would just ignore them (laughs) I'd sit up there reading my books and I love that yeah so so books and writing and art really has always been important and I kind of feel in some ways that you know I've come to be doing now what I really love Mm -hmm. I mean it so that's that's, you're kind of always heading in this direction somehow yeah I think so and and you know I could wish that I'd started it earlier which I did but Mm -hmm. you know it things happen when they happen right and yeah so yeah yeah. very curious always curious always um you know excited about learning new things and exploring new things and I take information in very quickly and process it very quickly so yeah was there art in your home did your were your parents creative uh they were both musicians mm-hmm. like they didn't do that for their job but they were both extremely good musicians and my grandfather was um very artistic he was an opera singer and a an artist as well. Mm -hmm. He did some gorgeous, gorgeous paintings. When he got older, he started painting on my dad's side. I think there's been a lot more, there's been music everywhere and everybody has been very literary. I mean, books have always been, they were always everywhere. So. So you've just been saturated like from birth. Yeah, pretty much. Like it's just always, but I would, I think it was definitely more in me Mm because my siblings are they don't have a a fingernail of artistic ability and yeah um but I remember trooping off into the forest when I was pretty little like seven or eight and I would have this whole world there Mm -hmm. that I created like all the little fairies and the gnomes and I would talk to them in the trees and like I had this whole little world that I would go to in the forest and be there with them so I was always I was more in my imagination always than I was where I was supposed to be I like that did you have a favorite um, book or book series as a child Uh, Nancy Drew yeah yeah and actually I don't know if you can see them up here but I have all the original yellow hardcover and I was I started my own series Tammy the detective when I was yes 10 I still have I still have it but Mm -hmm. I don't I know and it's so it's kind of interesting that I'm writing this crime fiction I just thought of that 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 I'm actually finally writing my detective story I don't know that's amazing (laughs) yeah so Cole Buckman where did the inspiration for that character like he's kind of the leading man of what's going to be this whole series so do you know where he came from there were three or four people that don worked with that he really respected not just in the field of um security and secret service and all that kind of thing but also in golf because don started out as a golfer okay yeah, and that's why Cole's cover is that he's a golf pro. Yeah, which right? I didn't ask you about, so that's good. That makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah, and so Don is a great golfer, and mm-hmm. he started out as that, and then he, you know, went into this other direction, which, you know, was the good good direction for him. He loves it, and he's really, really good at it. But yeah. so Cole was a combination of professional people he met in both worlds, 
we talked about what age he was going to be. I think we've made him the late 30s. Mm-hmm. We didn't want him over in the 40s. And we didn't want him younger than 35. And, and he was MI6. So he has a very high degree of mm-hmm. skill. So I think Don came with that name right away. Really? Absolutely adamant. And so I, I liked it right away. I said, I think oh. it's a strong name. I think it's a good okay. name. Yeah. And then when he was creating, um, I don't want to give too much away of the book, mm-hmm. but it wasn't enough to just have Cole. He didn't want, there was, I think what it was is that he wanted to honor people. Mm-hmm. He wanted to honor people that had done great work, but not using their names and all that. He wanted to honor people. He wanted to honor stories. He wanted to honor. And the second book is very, very much that Mm. it's, it's, it's a heart. It's pulls on the heartstrings. This next one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be having to have a box of Kleenex while I'm (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, uh, yeah, so I'll come back to that in a minute, but um, (laughs) the fact that people were brought out of retirement Mm -hmm. to work with Cole to help him with what happened with his dad is really, um, again, there's all of these characters are people that, that Don knew Mm -hmm. one or more that have been blended to create these characters. Right. That's a really special nod. It, it's really, it's very special. Some of them ha- are not around anymore. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a real tribute, but people that they know are still around. Right. So if they read the book or when they read the book, they will know. Uh, they will know. There's enough identifying. There is. Yeah. Easter eggs in there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. They'll know. But I kind of liked having the young and the older. Like I liked having the Jack Reacher and Red. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what Cole Buckman is. He's pulled in. They are so much happier to be working. So they yeah. all keep doing it together. And I, I like the team element. And that's mm-hmm. what made Cole's, Cole different, that he's, he's not completely isolated on his own. Yeah. He works with a team. And, and I like that because usually yeah. they're just focusing on one person that's a bit of a loner. The two big ones like um, Jack Reacher and Jason Bourne, very, very, in, very isolated. They don't really have any connections anywhere. And there is a lot of connections in the Cole Buttman, a lot of connections. Yeah. And, and I think that's important. And I think that's powerful. And I think it also shows that in that world, it doesn't have to be isolated. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, Yes, some of them sacrificed having families for mm-hmm. the job they were doing, for sure. But, you know, in the next book, we're going to show how they're still human, too. And how do we how do we pull that together? And that that puts the books into a slightly different area mm-hmm. because there's almost more humanity in it when you start dealing with connections between people. Right. Oh, of course. They become a family. That's a family. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. then there's danger in that, right? Mm-hmm. There's danger yeah. in that. Yeah, of course. It's a very interesting collection of people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I know four of them, four mm-hmm. of the actual people that are referred are sort of used to create the characters. So that it's, it's very interesting. It's a very interesting journey for sure. Wild. Oh, it, yeah, it, it was, yeah, it was, it was wild. 
it yeah. was wild for me. I'm not sure. It was wild for me in a different way, just because I was walking into this um, into this very aggressive world. Right. Right. Yeah. And there are a few people that have said, oh, I never read that kind of book, but I might pick up yours. I might pick up that one. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and yeah. so who knows, maybe that'll open the door to people sort of expanding their their genres. Right. You know, there is still the gruesome part, but like I can't watch horror films. Mm -hmm. There's not an element of, I don't know, I, they just don't work for me at all. I don't get mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. But I have started watching a lot more um, detective shows and uh, shows I probably wouldn't have watched before. What's particularly different for me is that before I would turn it off if it got too violent. Mm -hmm. and now I watch it yeah. and I take notes. Yeah. And I'm thinking, yeah, that wasn't enough. <laughs> they should they shouldn't have stopped there. Yeah, push it a no. little harder. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or that was too gratuitous. I don't feel like that was real. Or mm -hmm. so I watched them really differently. But I find that definitely a little bit of a dark side that we all kind of dance with. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I like that these books kind of explore that. Mm -hmm. And how do we how you know, how does that good and evil come right. to be? And yeah. I think Don really talks about that having a family of first responders. Mm -hmm. You know, they, you hear some stories and there's, they're definitely dancing with the devil a lot. Oh, for sure. And the, the trust they would have to have for their team and the loyalty oh. of that team. Yeah, and even if they're working uh, on their own, yeah, it's 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 a world for sure. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm watching, like if I'm watching a movie that's dealing with the Marines or uh, SWAT teams or that kind of thing, mm -hmm. I have a different feeling about the characters in there too now. Yeah, you have a different perspective. Yeah, very much. You're so. on the inside now. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm more on the inside than I was before. That's for sure. You know, firing weapons, it sort of brings out this, um, it's not aggression. It's like a power, mm -hmm. but then how do we, how do you navigate when you've unleashed that power? How do you navigate using that in a world that we're trying to create less aggression in? There's a lot of big questions like that, right? Right, and it creates a real tension right within the book. And the first book is very much looking at that good and evil, the desire for power, and for what? Like, what right. is that power about? And how does it, how is social media and our world kind of, how is that connection become almost perverted? Right. And how- That's how question. It's, it's huge. And yeah. so I'm kind of hoping that, it will make people think a little bit about what they're looking at. Yeah. Is it real? Is it really what you're looking at? Mm -hmm. Or where does it come from? There's a lot of questions that are being raised in this book for, for sure. Mm -hmm. There will be a lot of questions raised in the next one. But I think that's the other thing that this is about. It's about the crime fiction. It's about the detective work. It's about the, the guts and glory, but mm -hmm. it's, it's also about humanity and what we're what we're struggling with and bringing some things forward and and looking at that. There's real depth there. Thank you. So hopefully it sparks some good conversation. Like I'd love yeah. to see you invited into book clubs and um, stuff to have those conversations with 
with readers. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. I mean, it really does. I would really love it to be in lots of book clubs. And honestly, I mean, I'm sure it would work for all of them, but this particular one on the edge, I mean, when I'm finished writing the next one, I'd love to write a screenplay for this because this really would translate beautifully onto the screen. It's a really, really exciting, fast moving around the world kind of story. How was it writing the the around the world parts well I mean it helps that I've traveled a lot okay You've yeah been I've been in all those all countries them. okay yeah. I think to write it without having traveled would would definitely be different because yeah. you don't have the sense of time and different culture and right. airports and all that kind of thing right I called on like especially in uh one of the scenes in France was definitely a memory of mine of mm-hmm. a place that I was in so I think that helped a lot as a movie. I mean, it's, it goes from country to country. It would be, you know, very exciting. It'd be very well, exciting. Visually, it would just be amazing. Yeah, I yeah. think so too. Tricky yeah. doing that, sure. you know, going back and forth and keeping all those facts together. I mean, that was, that's a definite, um, that's a definite trick, but I did have to kind of juggle a lot of that in not quite the same way, but trying to remember where everybody was in Primrose Street. It's not like it was new to me trying to juggle all of that, but it was definitely, it was definitely a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of moving pieces. It's a lot of moving pieces. You had some real nods to Toronto um, and like identified streets and locations and which I loved because I've been to Toronto, obviously. So I think little things like that are really fun for the reader if a reader's been to France and they recognize some of the things that you talk about, like those are really neat connection points that. And they're all real places. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all real restaurants and they're all like, those were not made up. Those Mm -hmm. were all real things. That was important too. Yeah. Well, because you want the story to read as real and, and pieces of it are real. We're not right. going to know which ones are actually <laughs> inspired by actual events. But yeah, that that just adds to that authenticity and just makes it so much easier to digest, right? Because we believe it. We're like, oh, I've been there. Right. right. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm just, that's a good point you made. I'm just going to make sure I, I don't miss that for the next one. So I wanted to make, make a little note, like <laughs> I have notes all over my house, by the way. Yeah. If I don't write it down, I'm not going to remember it in, in the next 10 minutes. Yeah. I've got yeah. too much, too much in my brain. So, <laughs> so yeah, there's little pieces of paper all over the place or stuck on the wall or yeah. <laughs> How do you amalgamate all that? Yeah, that's the trick. So <laughs> right. when I'm in the moment, when I'm actually writing it, I'll go through all of them and I'll know the ones that I'm going to pull in. Like, I need that here. I need that here. Oh, that was a great idea. And some of them I don't use, but I leave them there because I might use them. Never next know. And the next one, I, I think social media, I mean, we've, we've, we set these in like 2015. Mm-hmm. They're all going to be in that kind of zone sure. because it's far enough back that things weren't quite as technological as they are now, but still they were technological. Mm-hmm. We still had all of the internet and phones and cell phones, and all of that happening, just not quite as advanced yet. Mm-hmm. But I think that the interconnection between different countries 
it is very real. And I don't think there's a way to write a book like this, even the next one or the next one, without, they're all going to be moving in, to, in different countries. Right. They yeah. have to. The world is so small now. The world is so small now. Yeah. Yeah. So, and just with, you know, having an MI6 agent, he's not, hasn't sat in the same place for his life doing his work. Right. So even flashbacks or all of those things take us into oh, all yeah. different places. Yeah. Yes. No shortage of material. No shortage of material. <laughs> right. But like we were saying at the beginning, it's about being able to be discerning. Yes. And be able to say, yeah, no, that's, that's not what we're doing. Mm-hmm. That's over here. We have to stay here or it's, it's too much. Yeah. We have to keep our focus on where we're going. Good. So important. Yeah. Do you have plans coming together for some kind of a launch party when On the Edge is ready? Uh, We have a bookstore that is very excited about it. And so the launch will be there. And um, it's so great that we can do that now and we come back into our world with real people. And yay, I'm very excited about that. So that will be probably in September. We're going to try to have it filmed so that it can be posted as well for people who couldn't come. So that that'll be enjoyable. And Dawn will be there too. So very exciting. Well, I can't wait to get it all finalized and get it out there. I know. I'm very, I'm very excited to get that out there and uh, start, um, start, you know, getting more promotion going. And so people know that there is a new, a new crime fiction series that's worth looking at that, you know, Louise Penny is not going to be writing anymore. And Lee Child is kind of, he's not writing so much anymore either. So, Hey, yeah, you've got something to fill that gap and it's, it's right up there. That's brilliant. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) Reed Hawkins going forward. Reed Hawkins for crime fiction. There we go. (laughs) Is there anything else that you want to add before we kind of wrap it up? I love the cover. Yeah. I think uh, it has an explosive and yet mysterious quality to it. Yeah. Uh, I love that. I love that it's kind of dark. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that the cover of the book speaks volumes to yeah. the book. Thanks to Mitchell for putting that together. He's got a beautiful vision for creativity. So I'm really glad that uh, he's actually he's actually helped me with looking visually at every book cover that I've done. He's got quite a talent for that. What is it like for you to have a son kind of following in your writing footsteps? Uh, it's pretty, it's really fabulous. I mean, we both were very similar and we can have conversations together about art and literature like we cannot have with anybody else. Right. And so it's a comfort to be able, like he will call me or say to me, you know, what do you think of this? I'm going to send you this. Can you have a read? What do you think? And he knows that I'm always going to be honest and say, yeah, I don't like it or try this. And and I can do the same for him. Mm -hmm. So visually, I will always send him when I'm working on a piece of visual art Mm -hmm. and he will be, no, you know, I need a little more here. Mm -hmm. So we're very critical, but we're very supportive. And it's almost like a language a language of the heart that you speak. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really kind of comforting to know that there is somebody that really gets it. 
So I really value his input yeah. and just being able to work together. And I think that he feels like that um, for my input as well. So it's really special. I'm really appreciative of that. I think that's a rare kind of connection. Yeah, I think it is too. And I'm super, super proud of him because I know how much it takes mm -hmm. to put together pieces of art. Mm -hmm. And, and um, it's, it's a piece of yourself not like another job it's a piece of yourself and being able to let it become that disembodied art is um it takes time to learn to do that yeah. i have a little more experience yeah. he comes with a different view of things and so it's it's very special oh that's beautiful thank you for agreeing to do this with me absolutely i think you you're just a wealth of juicy <laughs> like glimpses of the writer's life i think it yeah, it's so great. Oh, so that's awesome. Hopefully it inspires someone to pick up the pen, pick up the book. Yeah, pick up the <laughs> book first. <laughs> sure. Pick up the book first, yeah. yeah. The, one thing I would say, I say to people though, is like I sit on a ball chair now oh, to write. Because yeah. I can sit on that for eight to 10 hours without my back reading. I can't sit on a chair. Yeah. And I've had to figure out ways to be, and I'll have big thermoses of tea and four or five mm -hmm. balls of water because I know I'm not leaving this space once yeah. I get done, right? So, <laughs> I know. You're, you're kind of intense. <laughs> I, it's true. I am. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's brilliant. That's amazing. Okay. Well, thank, thank you. you so much. So great to chat with you and see you. I know. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. Nice Good. to see you. You too. Have a great rest of your day. Yeah, you too. You look great, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and um, really excited about what you're doing. And I really want, I want this series to work for us, but I want it to work for you too. I'd love it to explode. Mm -hmm. We just have to get Chicken House Press. Yeah, to, to, the, to the sky, all the way. Up and running. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Take care. Okay. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Bye. You can order your copy of this brand new crime fiction novel by visiting chickenhousepress.ca slash bookstore.